0: Hey everyone, Eric here. We are so close to the end of our first season of Casilda Song, and the tension is really ramping up. I can't wait for everyone to hear the rest of this season and see if our four art students can save the day, or even survive. And just to let you behind the curtain a bit, we've already recorded our next season, and let me just say, you are not ready for what's to come. Now that it's November, the holiday season is just around the corner. Or maybe it's already here. Who am I to tell you how to celebrate? And I can't think of a better opportunity for you to treat yourself to something nice. To help out, we're offering a seven-day free trial on our $5 Hope You Guess My Name tier on Patreon. When you subscribe, you'll gain access to some short, exclusive seasons of content, including two scenarios from the Delta Green Scenario Book Control Group, with more to come, played by some of your favorite NOMG players. So sign up for that free trial, take a listen, and if you like what you hear, treat yourself to a little more Nature of My Game fun. It's also been a few weeks since I highlighted one of our past seasons, so let me take a moment to tell you about our season called Rock the Casbah. In Rock the Casbah, we play another amazing game from Pelgrane Press called Knight's Black Agents, which is basically a mix of vampires and secret agents. So, if you're looking for some high velocity, fast paced action, including a chase through an open air market in Marrakesh, and perhaps the most horrifying single scene in the history of the podcast, this season is for you. Rock the Casbah features two of our Casilda song crew Tommy Whitty playing former MI6 agent Gavin Caldwell, and Chris Smith playing Master of Explosives Fabio Scamaca along with Katie Rohrbecker, who plays a legendary combination physician and assassin named Dr. Teddy Walker. Dracula meets Jason Bourne? What more could you want? That's all I've got for now, but remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NOMG Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. And check out the seven-day free trial on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash NOMG Podcast. And with no more ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode eight of Spill
1: the Wine. Previously
2: on the Nature of My Game podcast.
0: We need to find it, and we need to find it quickly. Otherwise, I, I'm afraid of what fate awaits me. The way they're talking, they don't really sound like
3: they know what they're doing.
0: Uh, yes, we're looking for a a lost dog, a, a guard dog.
1: My name is Genevieve Cornelia Vanderbilt, and is that supposed to mean something to me? Yes, in fact, it is. Genevieve's about to get into a fist fight with this guy.
0: Percy can throw money at people, but he doesn't know how to get anything for it.
2: Your strange, pale, beady-eyed dog that has an unusual amount of teeth.
0: You see that on the outside, there's a sign that says, Brio and Sons Wine Importers.
2: So they are up to something.
0: In the center of the floor, there's like a large storage rack containing wine barrels, or what you assume are wine barrels.
1: Looking at the ground for any sign of like weird tracks of any sort, or blood, or. Arms.
0: (laughs) You both suddenly, kind of at the same time, probably look at each other, smell a horrible, horrible odor. Oh no. Oh boy. Oh boy.
1: It's in the tree!
0: Bounding towards you and moving extremely fast, like much faster than it looks like it should be able to move, is a a creature that has claws on its hands and feet, and its entire body is spattered with blood. Paris, September 2nd, 1895. Jules Briot stumbled down a dark street in the middle of the night, drunker than he'd ever been in his life. Well, that wasn't entirely true. He'd been this drunk for days, and he figured he'd be this drunk for quite a while still, perhaps even for however much time he had left on Earth. But before this, before he started drinking with the intention of never stopping, before his life had come crashing down around him, before all of that, he'd never been this drunk before. Jules slumped up against a wall, barely keeping himself from falling, and tried to look around. He wasn't sure where he was, but he was sure that he'd never find his way home. That didn't matter. His wife didn't want him there anyway, not in this state, and he truly couldn't imagine living in any other state. As Jules looked a bit closer at his surroundings, he noticed something strange. It was the middle of the night, well past the time that any reasonable person should be outside, and certainly after any and all businesses had closed. And yet, Jules could swear that he could see a dim light seeping from the doorway of a shop up ahead. Perhaps because of the state he was in, he couldn't look away. He needed to investigate. Jules pushed himself clumsily from the wall and stumbled toward the dim light. As he approached, he could see a cluttered window filled with piles of books and the faintest outline of the word Livre painted on the inside of the window. A bookstore, Jules thought? How peculiar. But something about its presence made Jules feel more hopeful than he had in days, perhaps weeks, months, or even years. Jules walked through the front door into a bookshop overflowing with items to sell. The shelves seemed to stretch endlessly to the back of the shop, and piles of books stood in nearly every empty space. If a man hadn't, at that moment, from behind the counter, said, Can I help you? to Jules, he might just have fallen backwards, overwhelmed by the sight of it. Jules turned and tried to see the man standing behind the counter, but he could barely focus his eyes. His addled brain decided that trying to formulate words was more important right now than seeing who he was talking to, so he snapped his eyes shut. Uh, I'm looking for a book, he managed to say. A, a play, really. Uh, people say it t- teaches you things. Things about the y- universe. Do you have it? And though Jules couldn't see it, the man behind the counter smiled. Ah yes, I know the one,' the man said, "'reaching around to a tall stack of thin red books. "'Very popular these days. "'And today, for you, Mr. Brio, you can have it for free.' "'As Jules reached out his hand "'and felt the weight of the book between his fingers, "'he, too, smiled. "'Everything was going to be all right.' So I think, that we, I think we're getting to the point that it's time for a classic question. Um, and I'm actually going to combine two questions that I often ask.
4: Hmm. What do you
0: think is going on? Because I, now I think you might have enough information to make some sort of uh, reasonable guess. And is anyone going to die? Oh. Or go crazy? Asually.
4: Um, Asually. Yeah. <laughs> Toss
1: that out there. What do there. you think? It is not looking good for... Oh. <laughs> Genevieve for the Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. <laughs> no bounding towards you he said yeah
4: <laughs> covered
1: faster in than it should be able to move uh-huh. <sighs> um so i wouldn't be shocked if one of us were to die sadly as for what's going on uh i mean clearly we've found the skulk. i guess we know <laughs> that he likes to mm-hmm. hang out at the park <laughs> um, he likes the
2: cool breezes oh
1: who doesn't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sunday in the park with the skulk. <laughs> but I don't other than that, we don't really we haven't really figured out anything. <laughs> like we don't know its motivations or yeah. who it works for. We got we got pretty much nothing.
2: <laughs> we have like yeah, they're in character, like in world theories, but they were not from the most stable mind,
5: perhaps, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. I don't know. It's kind of exciting to get to this point of the game and genuinely be like, I really don't know what's going on. Mm. <laughs> There's like so much information. But um, yeah, I mean, this is will sound repetitive because we were already kind of chatting in between about theories and ideas and stuff. But I don't know. I think I have like my, I think some questions for me around like this, this gang of like other thugs and like the wine mm. merchant and stuff like, you know, why are they also searching? Like is it like there's like you know, the these sisters are like have teams of people searching for this creature? Is it like a race to find it? Is it almost like this really macabre race to if you find it first you get to die first kind of thing? You know, it's like who knows like what Ooh, dark uh-oh. I'm just dark. saying, like you know I hope yeah, not. I mean who knows? <laughs> I know. <laughs> that would really sour Percy's growing infatuation with uh uh, I'm not sure that it being thrown to the wolves, but you know you never know like what dark games are being played, and I don't know. will someone die? I mean, I think we've all been hedging our bets with death so far, so who knows who really knows my big question would be. If we do lose a Vanderbilt, what is the family press release that they put out about it? Because
4: like, <laughs> you know it's not like was
5: found eviscerated by like a thin-necked <laughs> creature. You know, it's just, just not a good look. It's just not a good look. So. Just m-
3: misadventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, misadventure. Yeah. Misadventure for sure. You
5: know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know. I think we won't die, but... Mm. I'm gonna regret saying that um, <laughs> and I really I don't know what's going on I'm kind of struck by how these these other guys seem kind of like bumbling and not really yeah. <laughs> on top mm-hmm. of their search here like they weren't super helpful to us but it doesn't seem like they have you know it's not like we followed them and they seem to have really cracked the code and they seem kind of desperate so I don't really know how much that gives me um, mm. Obviously, Percy is most concerned with the thing staring down at him right now. But sure. I still mm-hmm. have a lot of questions and not a ton of answers.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's true that like the the one thing that is comforting me in the moment as this creature is bounding ahead is that I the Vanderbilts do have the most deadly weapons, right? Like they have family knives and oh, guns. Yeah. Um, right. So they do have actually a. a fairly decent offensive capability in this moment um which is a small comfort but yeah like as far as as what's going on i feel like my current that because like the I, I was looking at my notes just now right and like what brio said was that he needs to find it quickly because he's afraid of what fate awaits him if he doesn't mm. and it's cuz it sounds like there's consequences right and the consequences yeah. for him might be it eats his head but the other consequences could be something yeah as we've kind of all been indicating um that, that he is potentially some sort of pawn of these mm-hmm. these princesses that are we've just learned about i don't know and like it's it's the fact the thing that's that's sticking in my particular craw is that we're <laughs> smelling the honeydew smell like in their wine import shop. Like, mm. why? Because that, that could mean this is its nest. Like mm. it just hangs out here a lot. And so there's kind of a residual. My first thought was like, there they're using the creature to make some sort of terrible wine. <laughs> um, but they don't make wine, right? They only import it. Um, yes, they only maybe, import though, it. Right? Mm-hmm. But what if Camilla is in this case not a Muppet Chicken, but is in fact not just a princess, but is like the leading Carcassonne vintner? And <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 for all
2: we know, she's making weird skulker wines. And it's like <laughs> the trendiest thing. Because then, right, that would have one sister as the wine sister and one sister as the absinthe sister. And like, ooh, no. competition. <laughs> Um, as you can see, I am grasping at straws. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so basically, we got nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah. not
2: sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> but like, I think my, I, I want to say, shot in the dark that these guys are the reason this thing is here somehow. Um, I I want to be able to blame them. I there is no real foundation for that, but like, I want to. I want to point a finger at them and say it's your fault.
1: Hmm. What who do you want to blame?
2: These three dudes. Oh, yeah, main, I mean, mostly I hate Brio. Them. Yeah. <laughs> There's just been a lot of people in Genevieve's day who do not respect the last
1: name no. Vanderbilt. Yeah, and that is just not what I'm used to. So.
0: <laughs> that just cannot stand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those people must die. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> uh, right? We're all in agreement here. <laughs> all
0: right. So when we last left the group, They had gone out in search of this creature. They had gone in the area that they had been searching the day before and found um, the three men who seemed to have been asking around about Fernand Rubeau but strangely don't seem to have known his name or seem to be telling the truth when they said they didn't know his name. But the Vanderbilts confronted them Got a little bit of information about them. One's name was Jules Briot. Said that he worked as a wine importer in the city. And then the group decided to split up. Genevieve and Percy went to the church. Didn't find anything at the church. Seems like the people who work at the church are out for some reason. And so they decided to head to the park. And meanwhile, Rose and Francis continued to follow the three men... Uh, Francis tracked them to what seemed to be their wine importing shop Brio and Sons Wine Importers and she detected a whiff of honeydew coming from the crack in an open window at the at the warehouse she looked inside she saw what looked like cases of bottles of wine also some large wine casks wine barrels uh, and that, and then she went to find Rose. And meanwhile at the park, Genevieve and Percy found what they were looking for. Uh, they were first alerted by, t- to the presence of the creature by the horrible smell that before had smelled kind of overly sugary. And now was this, this sugary smell mixed with kind of a rank wet fur or body odor smell. And turned and saw this horrible Humanoid, but hunched over and short with a huge head and claws, covered in blood, creature, scuttling after them at rapid speed. Ugh. But to keep the drama up a little bit, we're gonna start no. with we're gonna start with Rose and Francis.
4: <laughs> oh. <All the> choice. <laughs> I knew you to do
0: that. Uh, so Francis, you have just found Rose um, after mm-hmm. seeing this warehouse.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I think as we, as we walk back in that direction, but like, I'll, I'll, I'll get her up to speed on, on what we saw, what I saw. Rose, I don't, what do you think? Should we try to get in?
5: Oh, I, Francis, I, I can't begin to know what to think. I, knowing that you could smell this through the window, however Mm. faint, does make me feel like we should go in, um, And once they get closer, like, did you say, like, there's a window that they can sort Mm -hmm. of, like, eavesdrop through?
2: There was a window, but it was, even though it was open, there was no one standing close enough to the window to eavesdrop when I was there.
5: Okay. And is the window, like, if we were to, like, hoist ourselves through, like, am I, like, plummeting to the ground, or is it, like, ground level? It's it's
0: ground level. It is also still, like, midday. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Okay. Okay. I don't know. I I can't... I, I feel like their exchange with our partners suggests that they are not open to talking about, you know... I, I think it's clear we're searching for the same thing, but that mm. I'm not sure that we'd be able to, like, talk our way into this warehouse. Yeah. I'm slightly more inclined to find a way in and see what we can see.
2: Should we go in as, as potential purchasers or, like... I don't know, customers is that the yeah. best way?
5: Uh, yeah, I mean that that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I'm not sure that that is something I could necessarily pull off myself, but if you feel uh, <laughs> you could enter that conversation try. that way, yeah
2: <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think it's worth a shot. Mm-hmm. Worse comes to worse. they they turn us away. I'm sure people walk mm-hmm. in here as customers or, sure. or similar.
5: Yeah. Hmm. Let's uh let's give it a try. What's the story we're going to go with? Um, um we're just interested in their wares, what their wholesale operation is like.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Potentially, I mean, we could always say that that, that you know, papa's having a party and <laughs> we are we want to surprise him with the <laughs> best possible selection
5: um of, of fine wines. Mhm. <laughs> But we're interested in what their operation is and yeah. seeing what they're working with. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Because it was in a storeroom, correct? That, like, is what that window opened onto where I caught the smell?
0: Yeah, it looked like a warehouse yeah. where wine is stored. And it it didn't look like there was much else in the building, right? Like, it looks like a big warehouse.
2: Great. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So you're going to go there and shot. knock on the door? <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Um, All right. So you go and knock on the door. And a few moments later, um, the door opens and the man, you know, as Jules Brio is standing there and -hmm. he says, yes, hello. What what is this about?
2: Well, are you not are you one of the sons or are you Monsieur Brio yourself? I I'm so interested in what you have to sell.
0: Oh, well, we don't do retail and we're we're not uh, we're not looking for any new customers at the moment.
2: Oh, um, I mean, that's a shame. Do do you mind if we come in for a moment? I'm really quite busy. Oh, well, what a coincidence. So am I. Um, We're hoping very much. I know that you're not necessarily looking for new customers, but um, I am here on behalf of my family who are trying to find someone of of sufficient quality that we may be able to work with in the future.
0: I'm sure you'll be able to find someone else. And he slams the door in your face.
3: (gasps) Rude. These guys.
2: I told, told you suck. he yeah.
5: sucks. Wow. He does suck.
3: <laughs> I mean,
5: in you know, in his defense, right? He's looking for a tiny gremlin creature right now. He's like very distracted, right? <laughs> don't
2: <laughs> Who defend
1: him. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't think Frances is used to having doors slammed in her face. No, She's I very
1: don't think charming. She
5: is. <laughs> yeah. Normally this works. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is- is there like now that we're like really close to this warehouse and and we can see like the big it says there's a big sign outside, right? That says like Brio and Sons. Mhm. Brio and Sons like Wine Importers, but it's yeah. in French. Okay. Um is there any would I be able to use like history for Rose that she would know anything about? Like this family or this operation in Paris?
0: No, I don't think so. Yeah. It's not okay. like it's it's not like a, a long not not like a yeah. long standing business okay. in the city.
5: Okay. Um so I think that as the door is very unceremoniously slammed in their face. Um <laughs> I think, you know, Rose will take a step back and and look up at the warehouse and then and back to Francis and say, Well, that avenue has closed for us. I decidedly. Shall... <laughs> Shall we attempt the more covert route? Or shall we try and meet up with our other halves?
2: It is the middle of the day. I think the covert route is perhaps something we need to wait on. Mm -hmm. And we... We do need to meet up with him eventually.
0: And my pool for sneaking is
4: so low.
5: I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: and I, I just—I really have exhausted my <laughs> exactly. ability to be sneaky today. Oh, speaking of that, tell. before we forget, <gasps> um, I yes. believe oh.
0: I believe Lindsay that um, that uh, Francis succeeded on three tests. Her her yes. sense trouble test from the end was, I believe, the third. So you can discard that card.
5: Woohoo. So I'm getting. If you'd rid like, of you can. You can panic. Yeah.
0: You can keep it if you or no, that's sorry, that's the absinthe one. Never mind. This one you have to get yeah. rid of.
5: Yes. I am going to get rid of that one. Okay. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Perfect. Okay. Um, all right. So we so maybe we had I mean it's like you know, the warehouse isn't moving, right? So Exactly. We, <laughs> so we could always come back to that and so we'll go to mm. to the Parkwards. The Grand Jet. Yeah.
0: Alright. Well then, let's see what you discover as we stroll <laughs>
5: that way. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, all right, so we are going to go into combat. Um, oh no! For for Genevieve and Percy, and so we're going to take this nice and slow. Um, this is, as I was saying, this is the beginning of a campaign for us. I want us to all be very well versed in combat, and it is a it is a very narrative. Um, mm-hmm. But I think a, a little bit of a complicated system. So we are going to we're going to walk through this together. The first thing I'll say is this is, um, you know, I know, Chris, you've played some Call of Cthulhu and some Delta Green and some Pathfinder. Um, Lily, you've played some Pathfinder and Call of Cthulhu. You are each going to get an action, but it's not actions like you think of in those games that have more of a kind of round by round system. Mm -hmm. You're going to roll once. You're going to get to describe the effect that you have on the on the fight only that one time. Right? So, one of you is going to roll. You're going to describe what you are attempting to do, and based on the success of your roll, you're going to describe you doing somewhat well or not so well. I'm going to describe something, then the other one of you will describe something, and then I will describe the conclusion. So, that's the extent of it. So, don't... It doesn't have to be just, like, like I'm going to go try to swing one thing at it, or I'm going to, like, fight... Like You can be a little bit more narratively descriptive than that, because it's going to be the only... Description you're making, if that makes mm-hmm. sense,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so we'll we'll get to a little bit more specifics when we get to um, declaring your spends and making your rolls. But the first thing that you have to do um, in this combat system is define your objective, um, which I know is Emily's favorite mm-hmm. part of the whole thing. Um, ah. So I'm going to read off this list of objectives, um, and you all can decide what your objective is going to be. I will tell you that depending the difficulty of the combat is affected by the objective that you choose. So it's not just like you have to choose your goal, but um, some things are more difficult than other things. Um, So just be aware of that. So your first possible objective is kill. Uh, Your second possible objective is render helpless, which is doing a very similar thing, but not killing Um, the, the creature or the, the thing or things you are fighting gain surrender, which is, I would say, similar, Um, but maybe you don't have to quite uh, beat them to the same pulp that you would have to for Render Helpless. You just get them to back down. Um, Beat up is another possible uh, (laughs) objective, which is thrash your opponents and walk away, leaving them badly hurt but not dead. Block. Stop your opponent from moving past you. Drive away. Keep fighting until everyone on the other side retreats. Um, Escape, which is just fleeing and getting away safely. Escape with a captive. Um, grab a member of the opposing force, then flee with your new captive. <laughs> um, which you can certainly try to do if you want to capture this thing. Gain an item probably doesn't make sense in this situation, um, but in, in the future, you can try to like pull something away from somebody and run away with it. Overrun is to move past or move through a group of opponents attempting to, they're, if they're attempting to block you. Or not relevant in this situation, but surprisingly relevant in the last combat that I did with Emily, uh, topple is a possibility, topple. which is to knock knock the target off the feet, off their feet, which is only worth doing when your enemy stands on a cliffside, on the brink of a raging river, in a precarious rowboat, or in some like situation where a fall will cause a more than momentary setback.
5: Yeah. So specific. <laughs> Love <a> topple. <laughs> For example, a rowboat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but you do you do have to agree on the goal. Like, you cannot have different goals. Um, so what do you think the goal of the Vanderbilts is in this combat? And I do think there are some options in this case. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it necessarily has to be kill.
3: So uh, I'm curious here about... The difference between escape with captive and render helpless here. Uh Like if we rendered this thing helpless, could we take it captive and then just kind of decide what to do with it in the longer run?
0: Yes, I think in this case, render helpless and escape with a captive would be the same thing because I don't think you imagine yourself is capturing this thing without rendering it helpless. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Like I think in this case there's some overlap. I think uh, for example in season five I think escape with a captive may have meant grabbing Celeste and running away. Mm-hmm. I think Like that would, there's I,
1: more than one. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: that would be different than I think that would have been a different goal than rendering the ghost helpless. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. that's so in that situation they're different in this situation I think they're the same. Mm-hmm.
3: I am inclined toward that because I feel like this thing is highly sought after and could be very useful for us, but I also feel like it could be difficult, <laughs> so I kind
1: of- I also I also wonder if there's any, like, communicating with it, like- yeah. It doesn't feel it? like uh-huh. it, yeah. No, but you just mean to use it as, like, a hostage.
3: Yes, yeah, 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 okay. to, like, control it somehow or, like, render it not a threat to us and then- do whatever we want with it later, Yeah. Mm-hmm. whatever we need to do. Because I, I also kind of feel like escape doesn't do anything for us. We've been looking for the things. I so. mean, it, may,
0: it, it allows you to survive. It may. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will survive. say escape is usually the easiest of the, mm. like, it is like yeah. on the easier end of things to do, which is the reason that you would go for it. It's like, yeah, I right. think we're going to die. Mm-hmm. I just need to get away from the situation.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Percy would do that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. yeah.
1: <laughs> Not that guy. I also I do think that like it is kind of like like my my first inclination is like let's just escape, but then it's like but then what? Like huh. the whole point was to find this thing. So if we escape we're just going to go looking for it again. So that seems kind of silly.
3: Yeah, the the rest of the campaign is about the normal daily lives of artists <laughs> in Paris. <Yeah. laughs>
5: Go yeah. back. You just <laughs> trying you, to yeah, avoid you, this yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you hear other people just
0: being eviscerated and just like, my problem. What a shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so render helpless
1: then?
3: I, I pro- we're probably not allowed to know the answer to this, but it is render helpless like harder than kill ever. Um, no. Okay. No. It's not. Then I'm inclined what about, toward that.
1: What about gain surrender? Like, I feel like that's more for, like, humans. Yeah. Y-
0: you, to gain surrender, the, the thing that you are um, engaging with has to be able to make the choice to surrender. Um, right. You uh-huh. don't know whether this thing could do that or not.
1: Fair. Okay. All right. So I guess just render helpless then. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right, render helpless is the choice. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. So the next step in this, um, I have determined the difficulty based on what I know about it. Um, okay. So that we will move on from uh, declare spends is the next um, the next thing here. Now, generally, this means to declare a fighting spend because fighting is generally the general ability that you use during a fight. If you want to make an argument for how you could use a different general ability to assist someone else in fighting, it can't be, Uh. not everyone can not fight, but in this case, (laughs) if one of you wanted to use, uh, and like, I might argue that you could use athletics if you were only trying to escape, but in the case of Render Helpless, somebody's got to use fighting if you both want to use fighting that's great if one of you wants to make an argument for another general ability that they're using to assist the other one in fighting i will i will hear the argument (laughs) and then you have to say how much you're spending on that
1: i mean i have a gun so i'm going to use fighting
3: i have a lot of fighting so i'm going to use fighting (laughs) okay great um so, so how much would each of you like to spend
1: My, (laughs) so
0: we we were actually. uh, I think this is worth a discussion. We were talking about this a little bit off air, but I think we've we've talked about this in past seasons as well. I think the Yellow King, the way the rules are set up and the way the scenarios are set up, it there comes a time where you have to decide like, is this the moment to spend big? And if you're right, (laughs) then actually the combats tend to be somewhat easy. But if you're wrong and you use a bunch of points and then you are faced (laughs) with another challenge. <laughs> that can mean death um or or just failure like um like happened for Lindsay and Sarah in cold's eyes spoiler that's yeah.
2: sad that's sad <laughs> if if we can reunite true there will be
1: others if more danger mm-hmm. comes that's true
0: that's true also
1: please don't die <laughs> if this if this happens to be Camilla's mm. operative then I could refresh. That's true. If successful, but we don't know that it is Camilla's operative. So could not. And just
0: to Mm -hmm. remind me, which of you have things that have something to do with Camilla's operative?
1: Me and Lindsay, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Francis is still the only card she has
2: ever ended up with. Is tipsy.
1: (laughs) 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 Somehow she
0: just really manages to, to 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 yeah to.
5: Did. I think yeah, she's She's a survivor. Really lucky.
4: Francis.
2: She's got that mental
5: steel, you know.
2: Yeah. I yeah. lose I lose on the rolls that don't matter and I tend to do well in on the ones that do somehow. That's good. <laughs> so far, oh my god, what yeah. am I doing? <laughs> Knock on All right. So so so
3: let's de- declare your spends. I'm going to spend 3.
1: Okay. I'm going to spend 4.
3: Okay. I fear I have not spent enough. I mean, there's no way to
2: know, though. There's just no way. Yeah.
3: I kind of thought three yeah. was going big. No, I, I don't know. Well, yeah.
1: I have the ability to refresh, so I figured I could... That's, yeah. I'm hoping that, like, that's what happens, but... That makes sense. Yeah. I'm still... I am still worried that this is not the biggest threat, so it's okay <laughs> if you don't spend all of it. Yeah.
0: All right, so in, deter- in determining the order of action, we're going to go highest points go first, uh, which means that it will be Genevieve, and then Percy. Okay. So, uh, the next step in this is players take their turns. And so you start by describing what you're hoping to physically accomplish in the fight. You will make your fighting test, and then I will compare the fighting test results against the foes' difficulty number, including applicable modifiers. And then if you beat the number, I will allow you to to describe yourself successfully doing what you set out to do. If you don't, I will describe the opponent defeating the attempt that sound good
1: okay yes my i have one one question because we said that our goal was to render helpless is there any like reason why like if i were to let's say try and shoot it in the head and it died like would that be not good because i didn't say i was going to try and kill it
0: um it won't work that way if you're successful you have done something to to move towards your goal which is i don't know maybe shooting its leg off or something like that okay
1: all right (laughs) got it.
0: You can't yeah, you if you're successful, you you have achieved your goal. You can't mistakenly ch- achieve another goal. All right. Um so, so go ahead and roll and I will tell you whether you succeeded or failed.
1: And then I say what I was trying to do? No,
0: no, sorry. Yes, yeah, say what you're trying to do first. With with the goal of render helpless in mind.
1: Right. So I'm going to try and shoot it. Like I'm going to aim for like its stomach so that it'll be pretty incapacitated, but it won't die. And okay. because it's like a bigger area, so I have a better chance of hitting it.
0: Sounds good. I like it. Okay two plus four uh is a yeah, six so is six. a success so go ahead and describe what that looks like um from the point of view seeing this thing like what's going through your head as you see this thing charging at you
1: genevieve smells this horrible smell immediately recognizes it and looks around and with horror notices this terrible creature coming towards them and her first instinct is to step in front of percy pull out her gun And just like all the times she practiced at her boarding school. What kind of boarding school did you go to? Oh, we did, like, hunting, you know? Yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, like, like, uh... Shooting. Yeah, shooting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. You know, they throw those things into the air and you shoot them. (laughs) Yeah. So, not quite the same, but moving targets. We've, (laughs) we've, we've done that. So, she's prepared. And, uh, she takes aim at the center of this... Humanoid creature and fires.
0: All right, and the the bullet, um, it 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 kind of shifts out of the way and grazes it, but it, like it clearly breaks it off of its stride and it starts to kind of like almost kind of tumble forward, but it's still moving forward and it huh. leaps up <gasps> over Rose's shoulder to try to attack. Sorry, to, ro- over Genevieve's shoulder uh, to try to to try to. Um, get close to percy and so percy uh what are you attempting to do is this thing leaps up into the air
3: yeah uh, percy's gonna draw his family heirloom knife and um you know i think like any good aristocrat he was a fencer growing up and (laughs) you know is well studied in these arts and i think he's gonna try to um using his knife he's gonna try to Cut off or you know, immobilize both of its legs.
0: Cool, so go ahead and uh, roll with your plus three
3: six
4: plus three. Ah, <gasps> stab it, stab it.
3: Why did I spend? <laughs>
0: uh, so that was a success. So go ahead <laughs> and <beat> describe <laughs> to me how you achieve your goal as this thing is like jump leaping in the air toward the both of you.
3: Yeah, I think Percy, I mean, he's got a little bit of experience fighting. So he sees the thing getting close. He knew, knew he had to get in close anyway because he only has this little knife. Um, and I think he kind of ducks down as it's in the air. And as it's going over him, he just reaches up and makes two quick cuts with his knife um, right at its at the top of its legs where it meets the body.
0: Oh. All right. And this thing tumbles to the ground and, um, you know, with no legs, it's, like, trying to scuttle, but, it, like, it, it can't really do it, and it's just making these, like, horrible, like, wounded animal sounds. You look around, and luckily there doesn't seem to be anyone around, and it's, like, it really is, like, trying to move and just, like, kind of clawing at the ground, like, almost helpless, or it has been rendered helpless, let's say. huh. <laughs> so that's, so you succeed. Yeah, don't say. Um... And also, um, characters scoring a margin greater than three, um, which would be Percy in this case, gain a fight benefit. You may either gain a push or refresh a general ability other than fighting, health, or athletics. Ooh. Oh, can I refresh composure? Yes, you can. <gasps> nice. Wow.
3: Back Heck to yeah. six. That's fantastic.
0: One other thing that I forgot to do. So this creature has a toll. Um, And the way a Toll works is even though it's a tough enough creature that even though you were both successful, you take a Toll Mm -hmm. from this creature. Um, And so you have an option. You can either remove one point from Athletics, Fighting, or Health, or you can take the Minor Injury card. I'll take one from Athletics. Okay.
1: I will also take one from Athletics.
0: Okay. And then also, Genevieve, Mm -hmm. you have done something to to uh, deter Camilla or one of its operatives.
4: Yeah! Nice!
0: (sighs) Um, So you may uh, refresh a pool and you also may discard so you can refresh a pool and you may discard a card. Discard the card if you'd like to.
1: Alright, I'm gonna refresh my fighting pool. Oh yeah. Nice. Hmm. Do I want to discard? (laughs) Huh? I don't know. That was pretty useful. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna discard it because Okay. I feel like we don't we won't have like too many more fighting yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And I don't have. wanna have too many mm-hmm. shot cards. So alright, yeah, I'm gonna discard it.
0: So what would you and so now this thing is like helplessly on the ground, but um now what are you doing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any rope?
0: Uh you can roll me a preparedness check to see whether you have any rope. <laughs> or something Burlet. or, or Burlet something shack. else if you'd like. Yeah, that that would also be a preparedness check.
3: That way, maybe people won't see it. I mean, can we, since we rendered it helpless, can we like conk it on the head so it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no problem. Yeah, that's no okay. problem. Yeah,
5: yes. Yes. so yes. you like- can knock it out. <laughs> big- also, is it like bleeding out, or is it
1: like yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Should we stop okay. the bleeding? I think yeah, I think I think you're
0: able to knock <laughs> it out, and then I think. Um, uh, Genevieve is able to stop the bleeding enough that you feel confident that it won't die nice. hmm. mm-hmm. um, okay. you can roll me a preparedness check to see whether you have some rope and a burlap sack that you could stuff it into
1: okay are you prepared at all Percy I'm reasonably
0: <laughs> prepared so I'll spend, <laughs> I'll spend two um, what do you think that what do you think that implies in this case
3: I wish I had a great reason for why Percy has a burlap sack <laughs> <and> a length <laughs> of rope
0: can I offer a reason <laughs> yes Because I think you thought there was a non-zero chance that you would capture this thing.
5: Hey. That's true.
3: Indeed. (laughs) Self-confidence.
5: Love it. I Um, I
3: wouldn't be shocked if he had this stuff in his apartment. So, yeah. yeah. Bringing him with us.
0: So, so go ahead and roll me uh, your preparedness check with the plus two.
3: Three. So, a five total.
0: Uh, Yes. You do have a burlap sack (laughs) and some rope with you.
4: Mm
0: Nice. Nice. And just as you're just about as you are stuffing this thing in with its with its legs, <laughs> rose and uh Rose
3: and Francis appear on the scene.
2: oh my God, did you kill it?
3: I think Percy just like opens the top of the sack just to show the oh <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh how oh horrifying up close, but wow, Monet was really spot on. <laughs> <laughs> You're both all right. Yes. Yes. It was no problem. We're fine. Oh, dear <laughs> lord!
3: Oh my god! Nothing for people of our stature.
5: Actually,
0: you know, you know what? That actually reminds me.
4: I, <laughs> no. I think
0: I don't know. I was debating this, but I think I think we're gonna go with it. I think this fits the, poten- the potential shocking situation of for the first time in your life, something just tried to kill you.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a shame. fair.
0: So I think I think we gotta I think we gotta get composure tests from uh, Genevieve and Percy. All right. Oh man! Let me know how okay. much you want to spend.
1: I will spend one because okay. I don't have that much left to spend.
0: And you're just trying to hold it together.
1: Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my best to act like I am not rattled, but yep. I'm a little rattled. Okay. All right. Four. So five.
3: Okay. And uh, Percy, I'm gonna spend two. Um okay. and the rationale I just refreshed anyway. The rationale yeah. is that you know, Percy's always been expecting to die and it didn't happen. So And you, yeah, I mean you were the
0: one that rendered it helpless. You yeah. you you, you had swung the killing blow, so or the the helpless rendering blow. <laughs> okay. I rolled a two, so a four. That is enough. Alright, so you both are okay.
1: Phew Nice.
2: Well, what what are we? What do we do with it? I Yeah Good Lord Mm -hmm. We came back to tell you that we got a whiff out an open window and here you are with a with a skulk in a bag. Good lord. Um by the way, is the smell still like as bad and (laughs) okay. (laughs) Oh Can I actually uh, I've been wanting to do something with this because we we had that indeterminate stuff that Francis got. Yes. Um can we say that she picked up a thing of perfume and is gonna like 100 plague doctor this shit yeah. and like take out some handkerchiefs and like get some drops on it and just like hand that out to everybody and it's just like tuck that somewhere. Let's not let's not get any more of this scent in your nose than we need
3: yeah, to for sure. Mm. Can we spray the thing with the perfume too so that we can try? Don't think we're carrying a wet dog in a sack around? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs>
2: It'll it'll, it'll be wet dog with like perfume on top. (laughs) Yeah, heavily (laughs) perfumed (laughs)
3: wet dog.
0: Some some lavender to mix with the sickly sweet. Exactly.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Nauseating.
0: Horrible. (laughs) Truly
1: horrible. So I think we should um, maybe try and find somewhere to hide this thing.
2: I mean, hide it or taunt Brio with it. I feel like that's our other option. Find out what the hell he actually Mm
3: -hmm. knows. I was Mm kind of wondering, like, who, now that we have it, do we have anyone else we could bring it to other than Brio?
4: I don't know.
1: Unless Casilda finds us again. Go back Mm -hmm. to the restaurant.
3: Bring the thing in. (laughs) Bring it in the bag with the
2: restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. It's bring your own beastie, isn't it? Like, that's this (laughs) kind of joint. (laughs) Yeah, Brio's my best guess. I don't know what else to do with it. And like even if it were dead, I wouldn't want to leave it. That seems
1: unwise. I would love to taunt Monsieur <laughs> I Brio. I bet you would. <laughs> yeah. But I also <laughs> don't want to bring him the thing he's looking for <sighs> and have him get the credit.
2: Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. Can we? Can we lop off a chunk?
3: We have
1: already of loped off we, two legs. legs. We already did.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I didn't see that. There we go. Oh, God. Bring I mean, I guess legs. it's it's karmic. Karmic retribution, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, so we could bring Grio the legs. Well, yeah. find somewhere Stash to this. stow. Yeah. Uh huh bring him the legs and then <laughs> use that to get more information. <laughs> Percy just walks in and is like, I think I found your dog.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> just so, gris- bang bang. so grisly.
2: <laughs> what if it, yeah. they were looking for a dog and we read them wrong the entire time?
3: <laughs> oh, boy.
2: Yeah, I think that's our best, our best bet.
3: It sounds terrible, but I feel like we have to stow the thing in the church. <laughs> Like, where else can we put it? <gasps> oh.
2: Oh, <Lord laughs> we're not going to bring it back
3: to Genevieve's apartment.
2: I think you're absolutely
0: you don't think right. Alice? You don't think
3: Alice is ready to take care of it? <laughs> Nurse it back to health? <laughs> yeah. We're, like, we're pretty confident that it will, it's, like, rendered helpless semi-permanently, right? Like, it's yeah, not yeah, going to, like, break out and have new legs.
2: Okay. It generates some new little skulkers. Ew, I didn't even think that through. I don't like that at all.
0: If there ever is a situation where uh, there's a creature described in a scenario that says if they choose to render it hopeless, it regenerates, I will regret this. That me saying this. But yes, you're Excellent. good.
2: Excellent. Good, good, good. Yeah, I think that's the best, the best thing we can do.
0: So you're going to break into the church so you can stow it in there?
2: <laughs> it sounds worse when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it in the choir loft.
3: Unless we have someone, we like go to Brio's, have someone wait with it outside, and just bring uh, the legs in.
2: I mean, we could also like rent a room or something. That's true. Um, we could mm-hmm.
1: store it in uh, Fernand's
2: house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's you back could. in Paris. We're in he. I don't want to. For now, I want to keep it close
1: by. Yeah.
0: Oh, I was gonna say you could, you could, you could go to Father Secard and see if he could store <laughs> it anywhere for you.
1: <laughs> it's your favorite parishioners. <laughs> That's true. We could just rent a room. That's not that hard.
2: I mean, the church is kind of funny, though.
5: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I guess we know that no one's going to be at the church. Exactly. That's the thing. No one's going to pry. Yeah. It's
2: actually pretty safe in there rather than like a housekeeper.
5: And it's just around the corner from the Mm -hmm. warehouse, right? So, pretty close. Okay. So, let's try it. Let's do it. Yeah. Is the whole plan to sort of like bring him a leg and be like, I think I found what you're looking for? Yeah, but but we want to know why Tell you're us looking more for information. it. Okay, yeah. absolutely.
1: Okay, are you who team are you on? Show <laughs> us uh, oh, your T shirt.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are you? Who your who you for? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I will hand wave you being able to get into the church and store <laughs> the creature in there. So you have you have successfully done stick that. it in a very in a professional. Thank you.
5: <laughs> you don't want to test for lock picking for the fourth time today. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. With your with your zero sneaking that you have left, yeah, yeah.
1: God. Yeah. Yeah. But she's had so much practice now. Exactly, yeah. an I mean,
0: worst comes to mm-hmm. worse you can you can just smash the door down with your hammer. So,
2: right. <laughs> Getting real. We'll just sing it. some hymns very loudly yeah. so yeah. that nobody hears.
5: Okay. So all are right, we just yeah, stash, to the we're just gonna stash it and then are we all going? or Are we gonna let? Yeah, let's don't like, do it. Yeah. Let's show them who okay. they're dealing with. Okay,
2: shut the door in my face. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I would like Be to walk to in. A Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Would like to walk in and tell them that they I found their dog though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So you head back over to Brio and Sons Wine Importers.
5: What time is it by the way? What time? It's like early day?
0: afternoon probably at this point.
5: Okay. Okay.
0: Uh Brio comes back to the door and says, You're back and and with these two.
2: Why? Mr. Vanderbilt <laughs>
3: <laughs> Uh well, sir, I, I believe I have some bad news. We found your dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he looks quizzically for a second and then looks down at the bag and says but No, we don't do have the meet? bag,
2: we have a leg.
3: Oh
0: right. Are you just
2: holding two the leg? legs?
3: <laughs> just um, openly all the do we well, have another yeah, burlap sack? Sure, fi- yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> it's in another
0: another burlap. Francis
2: would have something in her in her bag. Yeah. We can so we can certainly use in one of my other things.
0: Okay. Uh, so you just open up the bag? Yeah, and show him the legs. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, get out of here.
2: Is he does he know what we're talking about?
0: Oh, of course he does.
2: <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I don't think we'll be doing that.
0: Alright, alright. Uh, come in here. And he Excellent. extras you into the, into, the, into the warehouse. So I think as soon as you walk in, I think Percy, you know a couple of things. Kind of coming to this building for the first time and then walking in. So you know that goods entering Paris are subject to a customs fee called the octroi. <gasps> and it used to be the case that these would be paid at the gates in the city walls but the walls aren't what they used to be and the city has expanded past their original locations anyway. And so, for example, the, there's a customs house now in New Yi. Uh, it's a small log cabin and many of these types of things stand in the area that has been built up over the last decades. And what will usually happen is that warehouses will be built around these kind of customs houses and importers will usually keep goods in the warehouse nominally out of the city until they choose to formally bring them in, and then they pay uh. the tax um at the cabin, and so the things that are stored in these warehouses may not yet have been seen by anyone in the uh anyone in the city yet. They may not have been inspected yet, right? Does that make mm. sense? Okay, The other thing I think that you know is that there's there's a set of casks that Francis saw that are in the center of the room. These are 60-gallon casks, um, or bourguignon-style casks, as they're known in the trade. And it's pretty unusual, because usually these casks would be at wineries, and then they would bottle their wine on site, and then ship cases of bottles to a warehouse. And you see lots of cases of bottles. and there, but, but here, there's these large casks sitting in the middle of the room and there's like 11 of them but there's room in kind of the storage area for many more Mm. and i think your intuition percy is telling you that there is not wine in those casks. (sighs) that there are more of these things sitting in those casks in the (gasps) middle of the
5: room Oh my god.
0: And that is where we're going to end our story for. <gasps>
5: what? <gasps> oh no. <laughs> oh
2: no. War of the creature?
3: What? Uh-huh. Oh no. <laughs>
2: oh I don't I don't like that.
4: <laughs>
5: this podcast was created using the Yellow King
2: RPG by Pelgrane Press and is based on an adventure written by Robin D. Laws, both used under the Pellgrin Press Limited Community Use Policy, along with the music from The Yellow King Suite, written by James Semple. Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the Nature of My Game podcast at nomg podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or at NOMGpodcast.com. To support us on Patreon, please visit www.patreon.com slash NOMGpodcast.